G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Realfaith.org.au My little daughter, she needs her hem sewn up, and I said, Rachel, Mummy will do that. And she said, No, Daddy will. And I realised that I was no longer the mother in the house. And so that day I went up to Christine and I said, Christine, would you like to buy my business? And the business was sold. Welcome to Real Faith, conversations about the impact faith has on our lives and the challenges we go through, helping us today and giving us hope for tomorrow. That's real people, real life and real faith. Welcome to part two of Miranda Burness from Ballarat sharing her story. Last time we heard how she had a successful business and was on her way to becoming an international netball umpire when tragedy struck and it turned her life upside down. She was hit by a car and had multiple injuries and then began a long journey to recovery. However, due to her serious head injuries, she began to experience cognitive difficulties that were having a profound impact on her life. Now here's more of Miranda Burness sharing her story. From that point, I realized that, um, or the doctor realized that even though I was getting better, I now could see that I couldn't do the work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I could see what I was doing that wasn't right. I could see that I was writing backwards. Um, I can remember one day at the title's office, I had to hide where no one could see me because I couldn't add up two and three. I used my fingers to Mm. like on my hand just to... So it did affect me. Yeah, um, yeah. From that point, as I was getting better, I, um, although I recovered in that area, I had constant pain in my back, in my legs, mm. in my neck. Um, I had very severe headaches and migraines for years. And as I say, excruciating pain. I actually, for a long time, used to sleep on the floor. I couldn't oh, yeah. sleep in the in the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was ongoing. But eventually, one day, a couple of years later, I can remember that my daughter, I I was walking out the, the door with my bread case and my little daughter had her hem. She needed her hem sewn up. Mm-hmm. And I said, Rachel, mummy will do that. And she said, no, daddy will. And I realized that... I was no longer the mother in the house. Mm. And so that day I went up to Christine and I said, Christine, would you like to buy my business? And the business was sold. Mm. So your husband had been both father and mother, in a sense, while you were recovering. During that time, though, as I, as I was getting better, I was spending time. We still were doing the family things on the weekend. We still mm. were going to church, yeah. you know, what, what I was brought up. But also, um, things started to change, and I couldn't get away from... I ended up having this... The doctor in the end ended up sending me to a psychiatrist Mm. (laughs) because I I went into deep depression Mm. um, when I realized that I wasn't the person I was before, Mm. that I I could no longer... um, I couldn't, you know, umpire a game. I couldn't really play properly. 
all those things that were bringing uh, joy to your life before the accident were gone. They were gone. Yeah. They were gone. They were gone. Um, the senior coaches of the netball club were very good, and they kept um, the club going. But I wasn't really the same. My mm. business was no longer the same. I ended up, in the end, working for a law firm down the track, but I was constantly still at the doctor for a number of years. But during this time, I did have a drawing as far as reading the Bible, as far as praying. Mm -hmm. um, we were, my parents were attending now uh, an Assembly of God Church. Mm -hmm. And we would drop in there quite a bit and, and go to some of the meetings, but we were still going to our own church as well. Mm -hmm. But I I now had very serious problems with my back, and going forward, quite mm -hmm. a number of years, mm -hmm. I uh, I then we were attending um, an Assembly of God church at the same time, but I had given my heart to the Lord and Mum's church. I've always gone to church, but. I didn't have a personal, intimate relationship with Christ to that depth. Mm -hmm. Then later on, it was a continual walk. That that time, the healing process of my body, my soul was also being healed. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah, so yeah. I, um, yeah, so it was a long... But I was in and out of the doctors. I was constantly in and out. Mm -hmm. I ended up joining a Bible group in a, a local Catholic church, which is mm -hmm. a charismatic group. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, we were also attending an Assembly of God church. So you were growing spiritually through all I this? I was growing spiritually through it. Uh, yep. And the Lord's patient. Um, we all have an individual walk. Mm -hmm. yep. um, although my parents were going full-time to an Assembly of God church, for me personally, it took me a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. I was, one, getting well. My body, my you know, I was... I wasn't well in myself, and at the same time, I did love the Lord, and mm -hmm. I was growing in, in, in the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, and then so, what happened? And then what happened was that I had got to the stage where I was very, very bad with, with um, I couldn't lift my arms, I, my neck was would be permanently in position. My husband was having to pick me up so many times from work with the migraines, and I would be out for a couple of days. And I had to go see a surgeon for my back. Mm -hmm. So I had to go and do that. So what happened then was that I'd had x-rays on mm -hmm. a particular Friday night, I think it was. On the Saturday night, I was very, very sick and I could not move. On the Sunday morning, my husband went to a normal church at the Assembly of God. On that evening, though, he wanted to go to the service that was out in the inner suburbs of Melbourne, a charismatic meeting, about seven, 800 people always attended. Mm -hmm. Now, I begged my husband to please take me, but he said I was too ill. But eventually he, he let me go. Mm -hmm. um, as I went into that service, I was sitting down and everybody had their hands raised and everyone's singing and everyone's praising the Lord. And I thought to myself, you're absolutely silly coming tonight. Um, you're in so much pain. Why? Mm -hmm. You know, but as I walked into that service, there was a presence that I have now come to recognize in the building. Mm -hmm. And as I'm there sitting down while everybody is standing up, this lovely priest, a charismatic priest, he actually stopped and he said, I just feel the Lord wants me. There's a lady here. And he actually mentioned the accident. Mm. He actually mentioned the years. 
He actually oh, wow. went into all the, um, uh, you know, uh, all the sim- everything, everything, mm. all my injuries, everything. Oh, my wow. husband grabbed me. As he was saying those things, there was such a, uh, a heat that went right through me, burning right through the top of my head. My neck straightened, my hand straightened, and he said, the Lord loves you and he will heal you tonight, uh, right now. And he just spoke those words. Now, we didn't know anyone in that building. We didn't have a clue what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole body straightened, my back straightened, my pain in my body just immediately went. And my husband was squeezing me and he and the hand and he said, Miranda, he said, this it, there's just too many. It's not vague. It's spot on. Yeah. Yeah. With the year and um, and then he said, "Can that lady please come forward?" But I actually retreated. I went out. I said to my husband, "Please take me out." I just, I, I was shy. I don't know. But that night, I just it was too much, mm-hmm. and I well, we we left and we went home. On the Monday morning, I couldn't get over this, so I first I decided I would drive, and I went to the presbytery. So you were feeling pretty good. Physically, at was, this point, uh, physically, there was no pain, nothing. I, mm, wow. I knew that. I knew, I knew, I knew that I was well. Wow. I was well. I was, and but I felt that I had to go back and tell him. Mm-hmm. So I, I decided I would do this. I didn't know him at all. I didn't know, but I knocked on the door as the housekeeper came to the door, and I said. Um, my name, and I didn't even get to say my name, basically. I said I was at the church last night. She grabbed me, pulled me in. She went and called him. I was taken into the room where he was, and he smiled at me, and he said, um, because I had now given my name, he said, Miranda, he said, you're the leper that came back. Hmm. And that's in it's in Luke 17. There were 10 lepers, mm-hmm. and the Lord told them to go and show themselves to the priest, and they did, but only one went back to the Lord and glorified the Lord, and the Lord said that he was made whole. So I, I honestly believed I was, it was my faith, it was my body was made whole, and so was my spirit. And, and he also prophesied over me that I would be used mightily by the Lord. Mm-hmm. So he was and expecting you. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. It was mm. like, um, yeah, and so that started. So as far as my body was concerned, everything was fantastic. Wow, a complete healing. A complete. It was yeah. It was more than a healing. It was a miracle. Um, it was a miracle. I believe it started when that lady prayed for me in that hospital all those years ago, and it was my journey during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The after-death experience never left me, Hmm. okay? It never left me. Our guest today is once again Miranda Burness from Ballarat sharing her remarkable story. And as we just heard, she experienced a tremendous healing in her life. Now, she shared last time that when she was hit by a car in that serious accident, she said that she had an out-of-body experience and had a vision that included the Lord and her daughter. Next, we're going to find out the impact that that vision had on her life many years later. All that and more when we return right here on Real Faith. 
Looking for resources to grow your faith? Check out Vision Christian Store with books, movies, audio CDs, DVD resources and more. Plus, free delivery on orders over $50. See visionstore.org.au You're listening to Real Faith. Conversations with real people about how God works in their lives. If you want to know more about integrating faith into your life, our website is realfaith.org.au. That's realfaith.org.au. Just go to the website and you'll find helpful articles about the impact faith can have on your life. And you can listen to past programs about the impact faith has had on others. Once again, that's realfaith.org.au. Welcome back. I'm Eric Scadabo, and our guest today is once again Miranda Bernas from Ballarat, sharing her remarkable story. As we heard before the break, she had a tremendous healing from a car accident she experienced back in the early 80s. Now, at the scene of that accident, she had an out-of-body experience that included a vision of the Lord and her daughter, Rachel. Next, we're going to hear how that vision had an impact on her life many years later. Because I had seen my little daughter at the time, I couldn't work out why I'd seen her. I really didn't know. And I was now, by this time, I was very involved in church life Mm -hmm. and also in leadership and, and so forth in church. But what happened at the age when my son turned two weeks after my son's 18th birthday, my son, I, by this time now, um, I wasn't a title searcher. I had done more studies. I was now a legal executive and I'm also a fully licensed conveyancer. Mm-hmm. And I've had a very thriving conveyancing practice in Essendon. So this is years later, you're... This is years healed. later, yes. Mm-hmm. And so my son came to the office and he said, Mum, just two weeks after his 18th birthday, and he said, Mum, he said, can I please get my motorbike fixed up? And so I gave him some money and he went down the back of the creek there at Mooney Ponds Way or Strathmore Way. Mm. And that night we got a phone call and it was one of the young men and they said, look, Mrs. Burness, can you put your husband on? And so what had happened was that our son and another boy collided on their motorbike. The other boy didn't know my son was there. And, oh, wow. And because my son was testing out his motorbike. Hmm. And to cut a long story short, my son had a tragic accident across the right side of his body. All, all his jaw, his teeth were wow. wired. Uh, the whole right side of the body. He was very serious at the and was taken to the Royal Melbourne Hospital. Um, my father and my mother, of course, came and immediately my father just pushed through and laid hands on our son. Hmm. Now, my son did come through that accident, praise God. But mm-hmm. I couldn't work out at that time why was I seeing my daughter at that time when I was in that in the, my own accident. Mm-hmm. And I thought, did the Lord make a mistake? You should have shown me my son. Mm-hmm. But what unknown to me was that my daughter, uh, we were very involved with youth at that time. And anyway, um, my daughter became friends with um, some some people and from the, from that it was very sad she left home and we didn't know where she was for a long time oh, she was wow. very ill so it was a very difficult difficult time in my life but what happened was that i was running a very good office we always trusted god the knowing that god is real the knowing that no matter he never leaves us nor forsakes us mm-hmm. yeah. the knowing you know that that is there all the time 
we, we kept our faith. We never didn't go to church. No matter what happened, we always prayed, my husband and I. Mm-hmm. And um, we still continue to do the things we needed to do. Anyway, to cut a long story short, my daughter, we had no clue where she was at this stage. Mm. But we really felt the Lord say to buy this particular house. And it was a much larger house, and it was in a different suburb, and it was a beautiful home. And a lot of our friends thought, that's crazy, but we felt that the Lord said, buy it because Rachel's coming home. How long was she missing? She was missing for months and months and months. Mm. Okay, long time. Mm. On and off, or she'd appear and then disappear, appear and then disappear. Then we'd know where she was, and we didn't know where she was. So she was kind of off the rails, she was off the rails, mm-hmm. and she yeah. was um, also very anorexic at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a very difficult time to say, I will still continue to live. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I will yeah. still... But anyway, we when we did find out where she was, you know, we would always be there. Um, but at this time, the, the most amazing thing was that when we thought that she was really, really not well and, and, and hadn't seen her for months this time, um, we saw this particular house that we thought we had to buy. And everybody thought we shouldn't buy it, you know mm. what I mean? But anyway, it was a very long settlement and it was a lovely home for adult children and so forth. My mum and dad, who are people of faith, um, my mum, well, we showed my mum during that time, so would you like to see the house we bought? And mum immediately said, Miranda, which is Rachel's room? So we went into the room that I had picked for her and my mum prayed in there, just a very short prayer. She said, Lord, you know Martin and Miranda's heart. You know how they love the children. Um, This is Rachel's room. Bring Rachel home. Thank you, Lord, for bringing her home. That was Mm, it. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Um, Anyway, the day of settlement came a few months later and I'm in Melbourne doing our settlement. My daughter still was nowhere to be seen. Mm. And... The, the amazing thing was that here I am very, very upset. Um, when I got home to my old house, there was my son and at the time his girlfriend. And um, she said, uh, she said, Mrs. Burnett, she said, uh, Rachel came home. I said, where is she? Wow. She said, she's in, she's in the removalist van. And when I got to, and I quickly got in the car, raced over, drove to the new house. And there she was, unpacking all her things in the room my mother prayed in with her dog. And that was the start of our daughter coming home. And so... So you bought that house by faith, that it would be the house that she would return to. And to that room, Hmm. and to that room. Hmm. And that was the house she came home to. Now let's go back to that initial vision that you had when you were having your out-of-body experience during yes. the accident, you had a vision not of your son who was in the no. motorcycle accident, but your vision was of your daughter who years right. later would go missing. So why That's do you right. think it was your daughter and not your son that you saw? Because with our son, we were always there. We could see him, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. With our daughter, she wasn't there. And, and it's very hard for parents when children are away from mm. home yeah. where you don't know where they are. You see, the Lord has always got them. Mm-hmm. And and I would always, when we pray, or, or I've, I would always see that. And to this day, I've always seen the Lord's hands on her shoulders. And that gave us great courage to continue to pray, 
to oh. continue to believe God, to continue to trust Him, uh, mm. because He is faithful. So all and that time she was missing, you had that vision of the Lord I had that with His hands her. on her shoulders. Yes. Wow. So that was one of the most wonderful miracles in our life. Mm. There were uh, many others and, and that have happened since uh, with different people, mm. but it was equipping and the strengthening of my faith yeah. through some very difficult times to trust the Lord, yeah. to believe in Him, even when we don't know what's going on, we don't see, or even when we're hurting, even when we're physically not well or mentally not well. or But, I, and the other, I just remembered, Eric, when I went back to that particular priest that morning, straight after that, I went to my doctor. Mm. And I actually asked my doctor to please examine me because I said on the Friday we were having all these tests and I was now going to, you know, see a neurosurgeon, I think, for my back. Mm -hmm. um, and all these appointments were being organized. And I said, but I don't need to. I said, I'm healed. And he just shook his head. Hmm. And um, the interesting thing, and I'm not going to mention it to the doctor, Oz, but he said, I said, you go to church with your Bible. I said, but do you believe it? Because hmm. I went back to him. I said, please examine me. And what did he find? Well, he didn't find anything. He didn't. Wow. He could. He couldn't believe it. I, uh, from that day, I've not needed to go to see anybody for my back. Wow. Um, or anything. I the migraines went. The there's other things that, of course, as we get older, we yeah. do. You yeah. know, and life is life. <laughs> Yeah. Um, problems come each, uh, from all different places, but you deal with everything. And I've always believed, too, I heard a pastor once say, no matter what happens, keep a sweet spirit. Mm. Deal with things, mm. um, you know, with, uh, with a sweet spirit. Keep your heart right. And so that's one of the, the main things that mm. I try and do. Mm -hmm. Well, we're running out of time, but we should say that you not only continued your career, but advanced in your career to be even more successful and tell us uh, about uh, what happened to you ministry-wise. Yes, um, from that time when I then became a licensed conveyancer and a legal executive and got involved in church life, mm -hmm. I ended up going into ministry. Mm -hmm. I've been, I've now been a pastor for over 20 years, I mm -hmm. think about 20, 25 years. Um, we have pastored our own churches mm -hmm. as well. Oh, My wow. husband is my husband is a Christian school teacher oh, today, okay. yep. and um, I'm now a pastor down at a quick church international in in um, the western suburbs. Wow. And I oversee our Pinoy group, our Filipinos, mm -hmm. and I am involved in also the legal aspect of our church I, I with my background, and also I'm on our church board, so... What can I say? Um, wow. The Lord I, has used I, you in great ways, just like was prophesied about you. Just exactly. He prophesied over that I would be used by mm -hmm. the Lord. I, and um, as I've got older now, um, I'm still as involved. I still love sport mm -hmm. and, and all those things. Uh, but um, I'm today a, a grandmother. I have three grandchildren mm -hmm. and, uh, of course, the three adult children. And we've... We've moved out 
this way because our grandchildren are here. Mm-hmm. But we fellowship in Melbourne where I'm part of the, the church um, leadership. Wow. And God is, is still with us every step of the way. Well, thank you so much for sharing your amazing story with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Our guest today has been Miranda Burness, who's a pastor at Equip Church International in the western suburbs of Melbourne. You've been listening to Real Faith, and if you have any questions or comments, you can send us a message through our website, realfaith.org.au. That's realfaith.org.au. Thanks for listening, and we invite you to join us again next time for more conversations about God working in the lives of people who put their faith and trust in Him. That's real people, real life, and real faith. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.